God, we're thankful for the cross. God, we're thankful for what this, this Good Friday represents. Thank you, God, that you could take an instrument of death and an instrument of embarrassment and reproach and turn it into a symbol of hope, hope for the world, hope for our lives. Thank you that in the cross, the opportunity to walk away from anything that could keep me out of heaven. It's a place I can go and accept the forgiveness that Jesus went to that cross to achieve for my life, for sin. God, we thank you that this cross, even though it might be misunderstood, even though it might bring offense, it means freedom to us. God, we recognize that the message of the cross is still going to be foolishness to those who are lost. For those who are being saved, it's the power of God. Thank you, Jesus, tonight for the power of the cross. We choose to pause for these few moments, whether in person or just taking a moment online and connecting and allowing our hearts to reflect what this day means. What this day means in my life, in the life of every person that has ever gone to the cross to lay down a burden. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We bless you, Lord, tonight for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, welcome tonight. And those of you that are joining us online, we say welcome as we uh, celebrate this Good Friday, and that's what we're doing as we've taken time to connect, to contemplate, to listen to God's voice and, and worship together. As we focus on what this day represents, you know, I was thinking about the cross, and we have a, a poor representation here of what the cross looks like, a place where Jesus took the sin of the world, but it's very personal, very personal, because he took my sin and put it on that cross. The weight of the world, the sin of the world was on his shoulders. That is the place. He paid the price so that we are free, so that we have opportunity in life. The Bible's very clear. If we confess our sin... The cross isn't just an image that we give homage to or we just look at. The Bible is very clear. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. He is merciful and he is just. Isn't that interesting? He gives us mercy because we need it the most and he deals with justice. I love that. Sin has to be paid for. It's not something that we can... uh, uh, imagine a way or, or try to justify in our own mind and our heart. Sin had to be paid for. That's what Jesus did. We can't get to heaven with it on board in our life. So Jesus gives us a way and it's through the cross that sin is stripped away. That new life comes. Jesus paid the price. It's called atonement. If you ever heard that word, it's an Old Testament word called atonement. 
when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. He, he brings this whole nation of people out into a place where he can teach them, where he can establish a relationship with them, where he can teach them how to worship and teach them how to connect with him in a whole new way. And he institutes a sacrifice. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And so he initiates this. And they learn to pray and they learn to worship. And the tabernacle is brought in, in uh, to being. And then there's sacrifices. And he, he introduces them to this, the day of atonement. It was the one day where the priest would go in and there would be a sacrifice made for the sins of the whole community for that year. One day a year that the, the high priest could go into the holy of holies. And it would cover the sins that were committed over the past 12 months. So in this ceremony, there were two goats. The, both were perfect. Both were raised just for this occasion. But God instructed that the first goat would come and and he would die for the sin of the people. It was sacrificed by a priest, a perfect goat without blemish to be the covering for sin. And then that sacrifice was made, that goat's life was an offering for what they had done wrong. It was the Lord's goat. But then secondly, there was one they called the scapegoat. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. It's maybe better yet, I could call it the escape goat. This is where we get the term scapegoat from, this very act. After the sin sacrifice, the high priest would take a live goat and he would confess the sins over the head of the goat, lay his hands on this goat's head and confess the sins over this goat. Confess the sins of the people. And then people would come and they would confess their sins. This would take literally weeks to happen. Can you imagine families coming up and they would confess their sins and the priest would have his hands on the goat and, and the sin would pass through the hands of the priest onto the goat. Can you imagine just, let's just publicly take care of everything we've done wrong over this last year. So there's families sitting there and, and the dad says, well, here's what I did this last year. And the wife looks at him and said, you did what? And then it's the wife's turn. And she says, here's what I did over this last year. And the husband says, you did what? And then the kids are going, my mom and dad did what? What kind of parents do we got? But sacrifice had to be made for sin. And then the sin was transferred onto this goat and taken away. Two goats. One paid the price. The other liberated the person from sin. Can you see that you have to have the blood of the sacrificer and the life of the liberator to take care of our sin issue. And this happened for a couple thousand years. This scapegoat was led by someone out of the camp. It would have to be a good man. The King James Version says they would find a fit man. He had to be faithful because he had to take this goat so far into the wilderness. He had to take this, this goat so far into the wasteland that it could never find its way back. So you had to find a good man, 
that could do this job and take this goat so far that it would be lost forever. And once it's lost, the sin was paid for and it was separated from the people. Reminds me of Psalm 103 and verse 12. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Now, with that Old Testament backdrop, I want you to consider Jesus tonight. Look at Jesus. Look at the cross. The cross is where all the sin of the world was placed on his shoulders. Anything that I could ever do or have ever done was on him. Anything that you could ever do or have ever done was on him. The sin of the world laid upon him. His blood shed for our sin. And we know a lot of times we want to get past Friday, we want to get to Sunday because we know Sunday is all about the empty tomb, but we don't get to Sunday if we don't have Friday. But we see that Jesus not only sheds his blood and is the sacrifice for our sin, he comes out of the tomb alive to become the liberator for us. The cross just doesn't forgive your sin, so you, ha you have to take it up again next year. It's like, well, that knocked it off for 12 months. I'll see you next, next year, priest. I'll be back. And mom better not have done that this last year. That's it. But Jesus, in this act on the cross, he is our sacrifice. And when he comes to life, he is our liberator. This is what we celebrate today. This is why we call this Good Friday. I'll never forget when uh, my oldest daughter got a newer car. I don't think we ever bought a brand new car, but this was her first pretty nice car. And uh, she, we found it online and we ordered it and it came out of California on a truck. It was an exciting day when the truck pulled in and we all went out there, unloaded it and everybody was getting test drives and it was just an exciting time. Everybody, everybody loved that. She loved that car. And uh, I remember not too long after that, uh, she came to church right here and ended up parking right next to me and came into church and, and I'd already been here for a little while and, uh, but just before the services got going I remembered I had forgot something at home and so um, we just lived a couple blocks away so I went and jumped in my Ford Expedition and I pulled out and I cut it to the right very quickly and took out the side of her new car hey it didn't scratch mine a bit my, my, I said, man, you can't even see it. But it, oh, it was just, I just looked at that and went, oh, what a scar, what damage, oh. But I couldn't tell her to after church. I didn't want to blow her whole day. So I caught her before she went outside. I said, okay, Tiffany, I got to tell you something. <laughs> Don't freak out, but I got to tell you something. And I confessed. I confessed what I'd done wrong. And she forgave me. You know, she went out. She goes, oh, it's bad, but she forgave me. But the damage was still there. That is why I need that second goat. That is why we need that second goat. Let me tell you, it's not just forgiveness. I didn't just need forgiveness from her for putting the damage in the car. I needed the dent taken out of that car. Because every time I came outside and I'd forget about it overnight and I'd get, go to get in my car and I'd see her car sitting there and I was just like, oh, that scar, that, that, that dent, there it is. And I would relive it all over again. 
But let me tell you that the cross is forgiveness of our sin. But when Jesus came out of that tomb, he takes away the evidence of that sin. I, I remember we found a, a great body shop. We found a guy that was just really good at what he, he did. And we took that car in there and, and uh, he found a bunch of other stuff that needed to be taken care of. So when it came back, it looked, it looked like new all over again. And it was forgotten and, and it looked great. You see, the Bible says that because of Jesus, we are justified. Justification is a big Bible word, but it basically says this, just as if you never did it. The cross did this for us. And here's the great thing. When you get to heaven and they open the books and they're going to say, oh, uh, I see that Jesus paid the price for your sin, and here I see him here, and I see him here. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. The liberator took it off the books. When you get to heaven, it's not going to be, you've been forgiven for this. All they're going to say is, Jesus covered it. It's off the books. He's removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. And we get this picture of these two goats, and one becomes the sacrificer, and the other one becomes the liberator. We take a, a fit man, a good man, that takes it far enough away that it can never find its way back. Jesus was that good man. He was the sacrifice, and he was the fit man in one person. He was the sacrificer and the liberator. That's who he is. That's why the Apostle Peter could say, and he bore himself our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds we are healed. Colossians 2.14 says this way, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of the decrees that were against us, he takes it off the books. It's zero next to your name. It's if you've got Jesus, add nothing. It's it. It's over. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Jesus is that sacrifice and that scapegoat for us. He is that fit man. Jesus, through the cross, did that for us. That's the justification. That's why if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just. He's faithful to be the sacrifice for us, and justice is served because it's been paid for. So today we see this cross, and his image should tell us something. If it happened in your life, you can take it there. You can take it to Jesus. And then once you've given it to Jesus, it's like it never happened. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to forget because I remember. I still can tell you recount the story when I wiped out the side of the, the car. And I remember seeing the dent. And although I can't see it anymore, it's still in my... But Jesus won't remember. That's a powerful thing. So let me ask you tonight, just as we are in this moment and these few moments, Jesus said... 
remember me in this way when we do communion. Pastor Clint is going to come in a moment, and he's going to lead us into communion. And that is why we can never forget what Jesus did for us on the cross. He's done this for you, but here's the deal. I know that I still carry stuff that I shouldn't carry. Let me ask you tonight, what are you carrying? What's weighing you down? What's on your heart tonight? Let me just put it this way. What do you need to take to the cross? And you know, if you're watching at home, I just encourage you to maybe get out a piece of paper and get a pen and there's something powerful when we just write something down. Not so that we can see it, but just to write it down and say, Jesus, in just a tangible, physical way, I'm gonna give you this. I want to give us an opportunity tonight and over on the prayer station tables there's just these little brown notes that says thank you Jesus for the cross today I'm going to leave this with you you are my sacrifice and my liberator and if you so choose in the next few moments the worship team is going to come back Pastor Clint's going to come and lead us in communion together and then we're going to sing a few more songs together. If you so choose, if you just like to go over, get one of these, and leave something here. Nobody's going to read them. They're going to be destroyed. But Jesus is the sacrifice. Jesus is the liberator. Stop letting it stand in your way and leave it at the cross. Father, we thank you for the cross, and we thank you for the opportunity to remember you with communion tonight. In, uh, I'm going to read four excerpts from um, Luke chapter 23, okay? So uh, we'll read those really quickly here. Uh, verses 20 and 21 say, Pilate wanting to release Jesus, right? They brought Jesus. He went through the fake trial and, and everything. And so they brought him in and uh, brought him before Pilate. And, they sa- and he said, this scripture says, Pilate wanting to release Jesus addressed them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Verses 23 and 24 say, but they kept up the pressure, right? He didn't want to crucify him necessarily. He was Roman and he didn't care if there was one more person who thought they were a God. And yet they kept press, uh, they kept up the pressure, it says, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified and their voices won out. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. Verses uh, 33 and 34 say, When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. And verses 44 through 46 say, And it was now about noon, And darkness came over the whole land until three. Because the sun's light failed, the curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle, and Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And saying this, he breathed his last. Now I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to that. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 covers this, this, piece, uh, this, this piece of the letter to the Corinthians that Paul wrote. And see, they were, 
misusing communion and, and they would come and, and certain people would come and eat you know all the bread and drink all the wine and so they were getting full and getting drunk off of it and and Paul's like you know in this I can't give you any praise because you're not doing you know the, what are you doing here essentially and so in verse 23 he begins to tell them give them some instruction and he says for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it and then he broke it into pieces and he said this is my body which is given for you do this to remember me and in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this to remember me as often as you drink it for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again basically he's telling them what we read in Luke chapter 23 is a serious thing right it's a meaningful and purposed action and that to come and you know for them to for the Corinthians to come and misuse communion he's like man no 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 it doesn't work like that the sacrifice was incredible and it was complete and so don't just come and take lightly the sacrifice of Jesus and so tonight we get the opportunity as the body of Christ to receive communion together and so on your seats uh, near you uh, there is a communion cup and it's all in one actually it has the the kind of the wafer on top the bread on top and then also the juice underneath and so if you grab that cup we're gonna all receive that together and I have one in my pocket here So just peel off the top and get that piece of bread out of there. And we're going to take it together and then we're going to pray. I think. I think. So take that piece of bread. This is his body that was broken, and we get to take it tonight in remembrance of Jesus. So we take that together. And I hear you guys pulling back the the lid for the juice and so we're gonna do the same thing here the juice is representative of the blood of Jesus shed for us for the new covenant between God and people so let's take that together Father God, tonight 
we just come together and we're so grateful for the opportunity to receive communion together. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it half-heartedly. Lord, as we receive this tonight, we look back in remembrance on the sacrifice that you gave for us. We might be saved and not lost eternally, but saved through you. So thank you for the new covenant that we can have with you, Father God. We are so grateful. So we just pray that tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, don't, you know, we're going to go into a couple of songs here. Don't forget, you know, step up, come over here, you know, fill out those cards on the table and turn over to God what it is that's maybe holding you back, holding you up, hanging you up, whatever it is. Turn that over to him tonight. And I would just say, fill it out. And when you come over here, just turn it upside down and put it in there. We don't want anybody reading what you put on the card or anything like that. But just do that tonight and give it over to him. Amen.
so much for spending this time together tonight as we've looked at the cross. It's interesting because we have the perspective that we know what's coming. We know Sunday's coming. You can deal with a Friday if you know Sunday's coming. But isn't it interesting that when the world was at its darkest, that's when God was doing his best work. And I was sitting there tonight saying, God, help me to remember when I feel at my darkest, you could be up to your best work. Sunday is coming and we will celebrate it. The empty tomb, what it means to us, but only because it was all taken care of at the cross. Jesus, thank you for tonight, for an opportunity to lift you in this place, to remember you to follow exactly what you told us to do, to remember you until you come. God, we pray that we would take it into our hearts tonight, the magnitude and the gratitude that you took our sin and removed it as far as the east is from the west, and that you came what seemed like at the darkest point, you were doing your best work, and you came out of that tomb, and now we have life with you. In Jesus' name, God bless you and your evening. Hey guys, this is Pastor Dave. I just want to say thank you for joining us today for this podcast. You know, at Family Life Church, our vision is to create a safe, authentic environment where people connect with Jesus. And we don't believe it's an accident that you joined us today. You know, if this message meant something to you, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on our website at myflc.org or you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Family Life Church Newburgh. And I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and you can listen regularly. And I just want to say thank you and God bless your week.